We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have day one of training camp. We're going to break down some of the guys who stood out, and we're going to break down all the rookies that stood out from day one, all on episode 118 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 118 of the Pride Podcast. I'm with Malcolm. Tyler, unfortunately, couldn't be with us, but he'll be back with us next time. And today we'll talk about a transaction they made and some training camp observations. Before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Bet Online AG and Malcolm. So today the Lions signed running back Jonathan Williams and they waived Wes Hills. What are your thoughts on that? Woo! Oh, man. So... So I actually like that picked up, but I honestly don't know exactly where he would be. So it's a little confusing because our running back room is stacked, but I just like the competition. I think it just keeps everybody on their toes. Like I was telling you earlier, man, let, may the best man win. And that right. end, as far as on um, West Hills, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound mean or to, you know, I don't like talking about people losing their jobs or, you know, getting cut, but it was a deep backfield. So I knew he wasn't going to make the roster. I knew he didn't have a chance of making the roster, and just not having any preseason just made it even more tough for him. 
So, yeah, he did get waived. I'm not surprised a bit. I mean, just one of those moves that I knew was going to come, whether it's going to be now or later. So, Malcolm, do you know anything about Jonathan Williams? Anything like how he runs or like if he had a good year last year or anything like that? I mean, he's a solid runner. As far as like how much I know of him, I mean, just watching him from last year, he had a, he had a few hundred-yard games with um, oh. the Colts. You know, but then again, you know, you look at, at his runs and the Colts, I mean, they have a really good run offensive line. So yeah. I got I, w- I want to see how he does or if even if we're going to be able to see what he can do in Detroit with our offensive line. Now, that's a big question. Are we going to be able to see what he can do in our offensive line? We'll see. I mean, I just I actually just like the competition. So, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Um, I actually like the signing just in case if they have an injury in camp, they have an extra body. And if they don't, I mean, you could always stash him on the practice squad, like if he doesn't get claimed. So I, I like it. All right, let's get into our next segment. Uh, talk about some training camp observations. But before I get started, I want to give a shout out to all the beat writers: Dave Burkett, Justin Rogers, mm. uh, Kyle Meinke, mm. uh, Jeremy Reisman, Eric mm. Schlitt. Mm. If I'm missing any of them, sorry about that. Uh, oh, Chris Burke, Nick Bumgarner. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so. Shout out to all those guys. Uh, they provide us with all the information. All right, now let's get started. So, Malcolm, <laughs> you actually saw this coming. I, I personally didn't, but you saw this coming. You called it. Uh, Jeff Okuda worked with the twos. Um, he struggled against Kenny Galladay, but he did well against uh, like the second team or third team wide receivers. What are your thoughts on that? This is not surprising to me. I mean, I know a lot of people had bigger expectations than this. They thought he was going to come in day one, be a starter. Coming in, you know, fresh off, fresh from college, he has to learn, guys. And this is not nothing that's surprising to me as far as him, you know, taking the second team reps. Now, I don't know exactly how they're going to handle it because this situation from this year is a lot different from years in the past. Right. We're, talking about, we're talking about no real training camp. We're talking about no preseason games. So he's going to have to show the coaching staff that he deserves a starting role without game film. You know, this would have been a lot easier if we had a preseason because all you had to do was ball out in the games better than Amanya Warrior. But now we don't have that. So now it comes to technique. It comes to fundamentals and everything as far as being a corner and being ready for, for game one. Now, right. is he going to be ready for week one? And there's only, what, three more weeks left? Two, four more weeks left? I believe four weeks, four yeah. Four weeks left? That's, that's a really tough task for him to prove to the coaching staff that he is better than Amanya Warrior, and he deserves to start right away. Now, that doesn't take nothing away from him. I mean, this is a very unusual situation this year because we have, there, there, there's really nothing really to go by. He's not playing against nobody but his teammates. Right. So I do see him starting. I mean, he could start eventually down the line unless Amanya Warrior balls out. Now, Amanya Warrior, I mean, I, for some reason, I feel like a lot of people forgot about Amanya Warrior. It's just, it's just weird to me because, you know, coming in, everybody was like, our cornerback was the biggest hole. And I just feel like everybody just forgot about Amari Warrior. I mean, Pierre, this was your guy last year. This is a guy I love who, Amani. You know that. I know you love Amani, but this is a guy who you had last year as the number one rated cornerback going into the draft. Right. You, you had him ahead of Greedy Williams. Yeah, I did. And he just got messed up from one game. The senior bowl. The senior bowl is the one is the game that made him fall to round five, guys. He was projected to be a he had a round two grade, maybe and a round one grade before the senior bowl. The senior bowl kind of messed him up because it kind of exposed him a little bit to double moves and one-on-one coverage that he struggled with in the senior bowl. But 
Amani Warrior, I mean, all those, everything that he struggled with in the senior bowl is all stuff that can be corrected. And as right. he showed you last year, all those stuff was, a lot of, a lot of the stuff was corrected. I can't, see every, I can't say everything was corrected, but a lot of the stuff was corrected. I mean, like, you're looking at a rookie corner. I can't remember a last rookie corner in Detroit that had multiple deceptions. Can, can you remember, Pierre? Like, when was the last time we no. had a corner? I remember Darius Slay's rookie year was, like, really bad. Uh, John T. Green and Chris Greener, forget about those guys. I mean, Bill Bentley, no. Quandre Diggs, no. Yeah. What, what was it? Like, we, we have to go deep. We have, probably have to go to the early 2000s, maybe 90s, when we had a rookie cornerback get multiple interceptions in a year, his rookie year. I mean, the upside for Armani Warrior is really, really, really high. And I think a it lot is. of people forgot the talent that he has. And just think, they just um, um, automatically thought that we need a number two. Right. Instead of realizing, hey, we, we kind of have a number two. So I think Amanya Warrior, just from last year, and I said this tons and tons of times, if he's able to take just a little step and fix the little things that he need help with, he could be a very high-end number two corner. No doubt. And that's just the way, that's the way I see him. So it's, gonna be, it's not going to be easy for, Amon, for, for Jeff Okuda to just jump him with no preseason and no real game film. And so also, uh, don't it, forget, no rookie minicamp, no OTAs. No OTAs, no rookie yeah. minicamp. So this is this is not easy. I personally don't really see much rookie startings. Now, I, we're going to go into the other um, rookies later. Right. There is a rookie that does have a – that I think is a lot to start. But it's not Jeff Okuda. It's we'll not, get into that. It's, it's not, it's not uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, uh, we'll talk about him later. But he's the only one that I could see starting. Right. Um, but, I want to. Yeah. What do you What do you see? What, how do you feel about this? I, I want to know Jeff, quick, is, Jeff is yeah. your guy. Jeff is my guy. Um, uh, like last year, Hawkinson came in right. He started as the third tight end behind uh, Jesse James and Lo- was it Logan Thomas? Yeah, Logan. Yeah, yeah. Logan Thomas. Um, I think they're doing the same with Okuda. They're They're giving him a chance. Like today, they gave him a chance against Galladay. Obviously, like it, it didn't go as planned. But I mean, it, it's Kenny Galladay, and he's like a rookie, so. I, I think at the end, like, he'll start, but right now he's not there. We'll see what happens. I do want to say this, though. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, actually, uh, after practice ended, ran some extra reps with him. And, and I thought that was really, like, cool, good to see, like, the leadership of those guys kind of showing the rookie how it goes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Let me, let me ask you real quick. Where, what week or where do you see him start? Do you see him starting being ready for week one? Or do you see him starting maybe week three? Week four, like, how do you see Jeff Okuda right now? Week one starter, I just say that because he's a number three pick. And, and I love Omani. I think, like, Okuda and Omani in the future will probably be the best cornerback duo in the league. I, I really think that. But, I mean, when you're taking number three, bro, you, you have to start. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you if the situation was different. Right. No preseason, no rookie minicamp. This is, this is a really, really tough situation. And he has to show that he is 100% better than Amani Warrior. Yeah, also without this. without game film. I mean, if Amani is like balling, balling, and Trufan is balling, like Okuda slowly coming along. Hey, I wouldn't be mad if they're like, all right, let's just wait, let let the kid like, let let's develop him a little, and then maybe week three or week four, let's start him. There's, I, there's I wouldn't no be mad about that at all. There's no reason to rush him out there. If your if your secondary is playing well, it's not a knock on it's not a knock on Jeff Okuda. I mean, if he's not if he if they're playing at a high level, there's no reason to rush Jeff Okuda out there. Right. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, and simply just making it through each and every busy day, 
everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore so everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Worsland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for target relief, and sleep tensor to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now, through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. All you have to do is go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of your purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now. Go to theragun.com slash bluewire. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back to the NFL with NFLSunnyTicket.tv. You can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels so you never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSunnyTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Just use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSunnyTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. And from personal experience, you know, me living in South Florida, the only way I can catch my Lions games is with the NFL Sunny Ticket. So definitely make sure you head over to NFLSunnyTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE to save 15% off your subscription. All right. What about what about some other guys? Like what about the running back position? What about DeAndre Swift? How do, how do you like him? His first uh, day of, of well, they said like he he like carry on like was the presumed starter. Swift, not not really much on him to be honest. Like there wasn't much observations on him. But what I think they're gonna do with Swift and carry on, I think it's gonna be like like kind of like every other game. So like it depends on the matchups they have and how they like ex- I mean expose the defense. So one day. One game they'll like have carry on, they'll game plan for carry on. Another game will be like a game plan for Swift, and maybe another game will be a game plan for both of them. I think they're going to be like matchup specific type of uh, like games. But that's my thought. What do you think about that? I think I mean, there, like you said, there wasn't really much on DeAndre Swift today, right? I'm not, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'll just, I mean, I'll, I'll just, I'm just waiting to see more because I just. He's a guy who I'm dying to see. I think out of all the rookies, and you, you know this, he's a guy who I really, 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 really want to see. Yeah. Um, and see how, you know, if this is it, if this is a guy that's going to finally, finally change our offense, you know, that not make us one-dimensional. So yeah. I, that, that's, that's just a guy who I'm waiting to see, and I just want to see more. Because, again, like most of the, the notes from all the writers um, today that were there today, they were talking about carry-on. They were talking about carry-on. Carry-on pretty much stole the show for the running backs. Which is yeah. not surprising. I mean, Kenyon has experience, and 
just like just like with the quarterback position. I mean, I expect the guys who have the experience to be the starters. All right, let's get into Carrion actually. So, uh, Carrion actually stood out in uh, picking up the blitz. So, like he did well against Jared Davis, which was nice to see. Jared Davis a good blitzer. And he was is that, also is, take- is that good? Is that good? I mean, <laughs> is that good for Jared Davis? <laughs> That's a question. Is it? I, I don't know. See, it's hard to tell, like, with one rep, and, like, we didn't, like, really see it in front of us. It's really hard to tell. Yeah. But going off the observations, I, I mean, maybe not good for Davis, but good for Carrion, right? Like, yeah. Davis didn't blitz well, and then Carrion picked it up. Or maybe it was just the drill. I mean, you know, maybe it was the drills that, so, you know, Carrion was supposed to win, you know, so. Right. Another back that struggled, though, in these drills was as a rookie back, which is no really surprise. He's 5'9", under a little bit, a bit undersized. 5'9", 195, I believe. Uh, Jason Huntley, he struggled in pass, bro, but they said his speed stood out. They think, like, I forgot which beat writer it was, but they said they could see, like, Bevel being creative with uh, Huntley. Yeah, I mean, we all did. We all seen that. Right, and we talked about that look, well. Looking at Huntley, you don't, you're not going to have him there for, for pass pro plays. Like, this is more like a third, a third down, you know, and he's your pass catching back. You prefer it, but I mean, rookies struggle with this. I mean, rookies, they're not asked to do this in college that much. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not shocked that he's struggling in pass pro. But I see him more as like a, like a receiving threat, yeah. uh, you know, a, a pass option threat. So, th- this doesn't shock me a bit. Yeah, he just, I mean, he, he also comes from New Mexico State, so he didn't really play against like the biggest competition, so... Okay, so a couple more rookies, and then we'll get into our veterans. So another one person that really stood out, actually, was Jonah Jackson. He actually Ooh. started with the first team at right guard, and then they also cross-trained him at center with the second team. Yeah. Um, and this is, oh, go ahead. Yeah, but, like, also, we shouldn't maybe read too much into starters because last year they, like, they switched around the starters, but it's a good thing he started from day one, I guess. Yeah, that's that's a really good sign to get first-team reps. And this is the guy I was talking about earlier, that a guy who I see – that could start from day one. Uh, day one starter, looking for a day one starter, this is your guy, Jonah Jackson. Um, he's a guy that could easily come in and, and be that, that starter. I don't, and this is the crazy part. I saw this from um, probably Detroit, actually. They had it on their Twitter. that uh, Matt Patricia said that he don't see or plans on a, a guard rotation this year. I think he kind of said, like, we'll wait and see. He didn't, like, yeah, answer it, that question. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a, a wait and see. So maybe... We might not see a, a rotating guard. I thought it was weird. You thought it was weird. We all thought it was weird. Tyler thought it was weird. Right. I didn't see a reason of it, so maybe they move from it. What do you think? Do you think that this is something that they're going to keep doing? <laughs> or do you think we finally move away? We have a guard. He's our guard. And we just roll know. with it. I actually listened to that presser, and Patricia said that, look, some teams do it. And some teams though, some teams like to have the best five out there to be more consistent. And some teams also do it to prevent injuries and for guys to be fresh. And like also like when injury happens, that other guy has snaps. So I don't know what the loop. Patricia kind of like defended both sides. He kind of said it's kind of like a wait and see mode. Um, I really don't know what they'll do. I hope they get rid of it. But if they kept it, I understand why. Okay. So the next pick, uh, Julian Aquara, he was taken after. No, he was taken actually before Jonah Jackson. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. Julian Aquara, he showed off his quickness today. Um, which is actually really nice to see. When was the last time the Lions had an athletic dude coming off the edge? Uh, are we counting Ziggy or no? Ziggy. You could say Ziggy. Yeah, that's probably the last time. A healthy Ziggy. Healthy Ziggy. Right. So that that was nice to see showing off his quickness. I believe he won like a Red versus Big V. I'm not exactly. They just said like 
showed off his quickness against Big V. I don't know if he won the rep or if he looked good, but it's just good to see that. Speaking of the other rookie, uh, Logan Stenberg, right? Yeah, that's the one. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, he was Logan mainly Stenberg. with the second team, second or third team. I don't really know. He was like with the backups. Uh, he needs some work. Yeah, because I, I really, I personally didn't see much on him. Reading up on the the training camp uh, right. highlights. I mean, like again, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, when you don't hear nothing, it's like okay, maybe they just didn't do anything that just stood out. But this um, is their first. This is their first practice, so I don't. I don't really look too much into that. I'll say maybe it's like a good thing because like nothing negative was written about him. Yeah. So I mean, it's always good when you have nothing like bad written about, but also nothing. I think he's okay. He had an okay day, maybe. I guess. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> I could picture him like in practice, like in his mind, he probably was like, "All right." Try not to fight nobody. Try not to start a fight <laughs> with anybody. <laughs> I don't know why I get that vibe from him. Like, he just want to start some shit. Yeah, that, that's his attitude, bro. Um, I actually <laughs> love that about him because, like, I don't know. I just like players who kind of have that attitude. Like, when he's out there, you're not going to fuck with Stafford. Like, you're not going to hit him. You're not going to do nothing extra to him. He, he's going to, yeah. he's going to like, get in your face if you do it. And I love that. Yeah, he's going to be the first player ejected. I think if we have, like, a pool of... Which lion player is going to be the first one ejected from a game? I'm betting all my money on him. He's, I would too. He's getting out of here. He's getting ejected. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get into uh, some some veteran guys now. Um, let's start with the offense. Yes. Yes. Let's get into the offense, man. So uh, it was nice to see. Like, I mean, granted, we haven't seen Stafford since what? Since last November. Oh man. Yeah. So, last November. I mean, I saw, like, while they were doing the training camp live, I saw a couple of them just slinging the ball, and it was nice to see that. Like, when was, like, I don't know how to say it, but it's just nice to see your quarterback healthy and throwing a football. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, was, I was excited. Yeah. And then uh, he was sharp today. He had, like, one, like, little bad throw, but it would, they said it could have been a miscommunication between a wide receiver, and Trufant dropped that pick. Let's, let's talk about that throw. And even though, even though we can't, we don't know exactly what it looks like. Right. I'm going to just give you a visual of it. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is what, the way they described it. They were on the goal line. So I guess they probably was going over the goal line drills or goal line, you know, just trying to, pretty much trying to, their new word, what's their new word that they have? Dagger time. Dagger time. So they have a new phrase, dagger time. This is probably what they're going over, dagger time. Yeah. So they're in goal line, <laughs> and apparently what the way I look at it, I think, it was a miscommunication. Maybe Stafford thought somebody was slanting. Somebody thought it was going up. And then he threw the ball right in Trufant's chest. And Trufant dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the, way I, that's the way I took it. And that's the way I pictured it. It probably didn't go down like that, but that's the way I pictured it. But, yeah. That's kind of how I pictured it, too. I was like, okay, like, literally said Trufant literally dropped a bullet pass. I think that was, like, the, the, one of the, the observation thing. But, yeah. I mean... Chufan should have caught it. I wish he caught it, sort of, but then, like... Dagger time. Dagger time, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I actually love that. Like, bro, like, you know when the Lions are, like, five minutes left, they're down three points, everyone in their grandmother is going to be, like, Lions fans? Dagger time. Dagger time. Let's go. Everybody will say dagger time in the fourth quarter. We just need to finish the goddamn game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because pretty much, you think about it, like, how many times we had fourth quarter leads? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what that dagger time is. So like instead dagger of time. finishing, uh, who was it? Hawkinson said they're using dagger time now instead of the word finish. Dagger time. Yeah, Stafford came up with it too. So because he just didn't want to use his name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows he wanted to say Stafford time. Yeah, but he didn't want to make it seem he want to he want to seem cocky. Right. So he's like dagger time. We all know it's Stafford time. It's cool. 
I'm still gonna call this after time. I mean, I just want to win. I, I don't care what time it yeah, is. I just wanted man. to win. We need to finish these goddamn games. Yeah, they, they need to finish the games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into like these two guys, uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. They were in mm. midseason form. Mm. Um, so Kenny caught a ball over uh, Justin Coleman and Tracy Walker. And then uh, Marvin Jones had like the catch of the day. So like Stafford or like Stafford threw like a, a deep ball and Marvin Jones caught it one handed and it was the catch of the day. So nice. that that was, I guess, uh, good to see. I didn't see it, but like good to read. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just love it, man. I just love the trust. You know, I love the fact that tr- Stafford trusts his guys so much. That's just that's just a beautiful thing, man. Right. When you receive when your quarterback trusts your receivers, that means he's covered. But if you see him one on one, he's covered, that means he's open. And I'm yeah. gonna throw I'm gonna throw him the ball. <laughs> Especially I, I, those guys. I, I just love it. I, I just love it. Right. Those guys yeah. are really good at catching the fifty fifty ball. I trust I mean if you put any corner against those two guys, I'm I'm taking my two guys. I really am. Yeah, one on one, the hell yeah. 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 Just throw that thing think- up there, they'll come down with it. Yeah, yeah that, and, oh man, it's such a beautiful thing the, the the trust. But yeah, those two guys, man, I'm telling you, I'm just I'm just excited for our offense. And I know this is kind of early, but Debbie, I'm gonna say it anyways. If healthy, I think this could be a top five offense, and not no number doubt. five, not number five. I'm not talking about number five. Are you saying top five and not? I mean top, top two five, and not two. No, I'm not gonna go that far. Okay, oh, I was about but to say. I'm okay. just saying top five and not five. God damn it. Me okay, they're not gonna be number five. Okay, that's if they're healthy. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, yeah. They were already a top. They were, I think, like the third passing attack last year when Stafford was healthy. Their running game wasn't bad, but they were the running game was bad. I'm sorry, but yeah, they the were, running game was awful. They were the third ranked passing offense um, before Stafford got hurt. Yeah, yeah. And I have a feeling, man, with with Hawk and all those guys, man. This this offense, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. But go on to the next guys, man. So we got Kenny and Marvin. And then uh, big plays. two more receivers. We We're going to talk about two more receivers. Uh, Danny Amendola, I saw the clip on. Uh, the Lions actually posted a clip. He beat. He ran a really nice route, beat Will Harris on a one-on-one route. It, it's on the Lions Twitter page if you want to go see it. He, and also the beat writer said he, he was like running clean routes. And then Jamal Agnew is surprised. Um, I think it was Nick Bumgarner said it, or Chris Burke, one you of lying. the athletic guys. You lying? No, they said he was actually natural in his route running. Yeah, get out of here! For I, no he, cap. <laughs> so that, I was surprised to see that. I was like, okay, that that's nice to see. Man, this is oh, I, I just wish I could we could see this stuff, man. Because geez, Jamal Agnew had a great day today. Not a great day. He was he was like he he looked good running routes. He looked good running routes. Yeah, oh that, that's my. what it was. What? Wow! Like he, yeah, wow! Um, you want me to find the exact quote for you? No, you, you, bro. I trust you, man. I'm just, yeah. I'm just shocked. Yeah, I was shocked too. I was like, oh shit! All right, Agnew, I see you, bro. Okay. So TJ Hawkinson trained with uh, George Kittle and some other tight ends over the off season, and um, he's in really good shape. Yeah, I mean, look like he could be a wrestler right now. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the way his body looks. He looked like he could be dead ass to be a wrestler, like Vince McMahon. You might need to take a look at TJ Hawkinson. Malcolm, would you box him? Would I box him? Hell yeah, I'll box him. Just because he's big doesn't mean he has hands. He'll whoop your ass. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah he would. <laughs> I got my money on Hawk. Uh, I got to see him first. I've seen big dudes get dropped all the time in the gym. Hey. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. So let, let's get into like a couple guys who didn't practice. Offensive tackle Kevin Strong and like center slash guard Bo Benshaw. They did not practice. P- Patricia declined to say why, but it's probably like some sort of injury or maybe some excuse. And then Nick Williams also, I believe, like suffered a minor injury, but like he shook it off and he's like he stayed out there. I think that that's what the report said. So yeah, they say he play, he stayed out there and played. Yeah. So uh, yeah, th- that's about it. Yeah, so pretty much everybody was out there except those two. So that's that's a really good sign, man. It that, is. that that majority of every like pretty much everybody practice. Oh, Malcolm, I did actually forget to talk about one guy. What's he up? actually stood out. Uh Nick Williams. He oh. he had a really good day. Yeah, he did. He sure did. I think he was he he stood out from that defensive line class. Right. And they say he had a really good day. He showed, you know, burst, showed power. He might he's gonna surprise people. I mean, he might come out there and surprise a lot of people. So I'm not shocked. I mean, am I shocked? Not really. He was one of their first targets when they signed. I, I kind of expect you know a big year from him, especially since they didn't even address the defensive tackle position until later in draft. Right. So Nick Nick Williams is their guy right now. Yeah, and like a couple other quick notes: uh, Deshaun Hand and Joe Dahl, they both kind of like one one rap. Um, Aquara struggled against Big V. Romeo Aquara, not Julian. It said Big V stonewalled him. I believe that was the word it was. I believe it was stonewalled. Yeah. Uh, can, can you say that one more time? Just a little bit slower. Just stonewalled. <laughs> <laughs> Big V stonewalled Romeo Aquara. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my tackle, man. And the, y'all got, y'all gonna put some respect on Big V's name, man. You know, Big V, I'm telling you, man, Big V's gonna, he's going to have a big year. He's going to shock a lot of people because everybody's throwing him off, saying, oh, he was a backup. He's not good. Ha-ha, Detroit paid out a lot of money for a backup. You know, so what? I, I, I just I just know it. Big V's going to have a – Big V potentially could make the Pro Bowl. I slowed down there. I take that back. I take that back. I take that back. I slowed down a little right there. I take that back. Okay, yeah, I'll let you take I that take back. The, I take that back. All right. <laughs> No, but hey. he's gonna have a really big year. Yeah, y'all see. Um, also, Ragnow uh, did well against Shelton, but Shelton is not really a pass rusher. He's more of a um, like a nose tackle. But it's still nice to see Ragnow's in midseason form as well. You have anything to add? Yeah, yeah. There's a little things I need to add. The offensive line, they had a hell of a day, and this is what this is what kind of concerns me a bit. The offensive line had a hell of a day against our defensive line. Now going in today. What was our biggest question mark? The front seven. The front seven. The front four. The defensive line. <laughs> so I'm a little I'm a little worried because I don't know if our offensive line is of maybe above average offensive line. They took advantage of a really bad defensive line. Or maybe the defensive line is really good and the offensive line just balled out. That's the questions I want to know right now. Yeah, I, I wish we kind of like saw a little preseason, or maybe like we saw like some um, some joint practices. But unfortunately, there's none of that this year. Um, it's also the first day. It's I want like day. we didn't hear nothing about flowers. We didn't hear much about um, about like some other guys that much. So it's still the first day. Maybe guys are still a little rusty and stuff. Wow, so. I didn't hear anything about flowers. You're yeah, right. So hopefully, like I mean, it's not bad because we didn't hear nothing about Decker either. I guess it's a good thing when you don't hear nothing about them, right? Yeah, I mean. I mean, I guess it just means that they didn't do anything that stood out, you know, whether it's a positive or a negative. Right. I mean, like Romeo, like example, Romeo Cora just he wishes that he wasn't brought up today. He was stonewalled. Yeah. 
<laughs> I like that word, stonewalled. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd rather, you know, not been mentioned today. It's I mean, all right, you know. I mean, it happens. That's how you get better, right? You have a, a bad first, day, then hopefully day. the next day you ball out. It's a first day, man. I mean, I expect everything that happened today, I expected it. Nothing, nothing shocked me today. Yeah. As far as the reps and who did what, like nothing shocked me today. Even even the, the staff were throwing it right to Trufant on the right. miscommunication. That didn't shock me either. Yeah, there was also a, like some like minor things where like a, like a, I think I believe there was a play where Marv and Kenny both jumped off sides. Patricia made them run. Like there was a little sloppiness, but that's normal day one, you know. It happens. They, these guys haven't played football since shoot, uh, some guys since November with the injuries. Some guys when when did the year end? When, when was that? Like December, right? The year ended for me when Stafford went out. That's that's yeah. when the year ended for me. I mean, <laughs> these guys haven't played football like since. Have put, haven't put on the pads on since December, right? December. Yeah, December. This December. Yeah, the end of December. So, I mean, you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have like some stuff like that. Thank God, though, we didn't suffer no major injuries around the league. I know there was yep. some major injuries. There was some, yeah, some people tore muscles and ACLs, and they're not they're out. Yeah, let's the, just the hope. Dallas, the Dallas who Gerald Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy, yeah, that's a big blow to their defense, but that's a big blow. Yeah. Um. So, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 118 of the Pride Podcast, and I am out. Peace. All right, y'all. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Again, guys, make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on iTunes. And it's your boy Malcolm. I'm out. Peace out. Peace. are coming back and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week so there is no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners Bet Online. Check out the odds, features, and even prop bets all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion Robert Horry. See what they had to say on what it would be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for your odds and up-to-date news on sports. Remember, use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.